Welcome to the Coastal Leadership Podcast, Episode 1. My name is Alan Stanley. I'm the worship pastor here at Coastal Church, and I'm here today with Lucas Granger, Pastor Lucas Granger, I should say. Today, we're going to be talking about keeping the main thing the main thing. Um, first, I want to talk about a little bit what the mission of our, our church is. The mission at, here at Coastal Church is to know Him and to share His love. And it kind of coincides with Matthew 28, and Matthew 28, 18, it says this, uh, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth, therefore go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Lord, I mean the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And over in Luke chapter 4, Jesus had his own mission. He had his own task at hand. He had something that um, the Lord had given him, the reason why he came on this earth. And he says in Luke chapter 4, it says this, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. So, Pastor Lucas, my question to you is, what are some things that Jesus did to make sure he stayed on task? Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good question. You know, stay, staying on task is, uh, it could be difficult. Um, I think it's Stephen Covey that said one of, one of the main things, or the main thing, is to keep the main thing the main thing. <laughs> uh, and, and which what he means by that is it's really easy to get distracted. And um, right. even when it comes to our priorities, I think for the most part, um, us as believers, we would uh, pretty much agree on the first two uh, of saying, you know, that, that number one, our first priority is, is, is to God, is to Jesus. And then the second priority is to our family. Um, we kind of base that as the structure of our, our, our Christian walk and life. And, you know, and after that, you know, there could be a little bit of difference on the third and fourth, you know, some people say work or ministry or, uh, friends. So there, there's different ways of that, but, you know, for the most part, we could agree on what's supposed to be the priority where we get hung up with is actually keeping it a priority. Exactly. Um, so keep, keeping that, that main thing, the main thing and, uh, and Jesus had to deal with it as well. And, and one thing I've learned about priorities is um, you have to schedule them. Mm. You have to set your priorities because nobody else will. Um, the things right. that you think in, are important and the things that you know that you want to accomplish and do in your life and, and um, your, your relationship uh, uh, with your wife, with your kids, with Jesus, um, if you don't make time for that, uh, nobody else will. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to show up to work one day, and uh, your coworker is going to be, "Hey, you know, have you have you spent time with your your wife this this week? Right. You know, <laughs> right? It's, uh, no, they just want to know, did you get that Q seven report done? <laughs> that's right, that's you know? right, yeah. And uh, you know, so priorities are like that. You, you know, we we've got to schedule them, and we actually have a couple uh, in our life that. They're they're really good. They actually they don't even attend the church, um, but we go to them just uh, for um, advice and help with with me and Devin with our marriage. And, and they're they're asking us the hard questions of, you know, Lucas, are y'all 
you know, having date nights? Are you, you, you spending time with each other? Are you taking time with the kids? Um, are you taking time off? And, um, because the, the the truth is nobody else at the church is asking those questions. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, because right. it, it's just the way it is. It's the mm-hmm. way the way things work. And so mm-hmm. you, you've got to you've got I think to take your schedule and um, really prioritize it and not let your schedule prioritize you. Mm. Yeah, and that, I think that's a hard thing in today's time. I mean, I hear a lot of people talk just talk about how how busy they are. Just yeah surviving, you know, just mm. the day-to-day grind of you got to get up. If you got some kids, you got to get the kids ready. You got to get the kids to school. I got to get to work on time. I got to get yeah. this thing done. Oh, I got to, you know, well, we're working 60 hours this week. We're not working the regular 40. And, yeah. Oh, I got to get home. I got to go to the grocery store. I got to go to, you know. Yeah, we're maxed this. out. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're maxed out. Uh, and, uh, you know, you know, God's given us these um, these dreams and visions and this purpose, this mission for our life. And we can, it's so easy, especially, you know, for I think anybody to get caught up in the day-to-day grind yeah. um, and and put those things aside, put those things on the back burner. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well, that's knowing the difference really between the urgent and the important. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is, the urgent feels good because the urgent is something that you could accomplish right now and you could you could put your stamp of yeah I did this today and I finished these tasks and we can lay our head on our bed and feel like oh it was good where whereas the urgent is re- very rarely the most important um right. and sometimes the most important things are uh, you you've put in the time you put in the work that uh it goes unnoticed and right. nobody sees and it, it often feels like oh, I really didn't accomplish much uh, mm-hmm. With this, but the fact is, you know, you did what was most important, and it's going to bring about the most uh, help and success in the in the long run for you and for your family and for 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 your uh, your life. But man, that urgent it'll keep us it'll keep us running sixty, seventy, eighty hours a week, uh, just trying to to. It's, it's the checklist that never ends. Right. You know, I'm I'm so guilty of this. I'm a total checklist person. I love. I love that the the feeling you get of checking it off the list of knowing that this has been accomplished. Yeah. Um, but in in twenty years of of all of my checklist, uh, it it has never been completed. <laughs> There's right. always things being added to the checklist. Right. right. Um, but they're they're very rarely the most important things. Mm. And and learning to take time and block out the time to say, hey, you know, first thing in the morning. I'm going to spend some time uh, just in the Word, just in the Scriptures. Right. Uh, Jesus, I just want to take this time to turn turn off the rest of the noise of life and just spend some time with you. Um, same thing with my family, just saying, okay, uh, when the day is over, um, let's just shut it all down. And, and yeah. I want to, really want to focus on my wife and my kids and, and, and setting that aside and saying, okay, the rest of the urgent stuff, it'll be there tomorrow. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, so I know a lot of people... There's people out there too who um, I think, and I think I've been guilty of this too. Is you know we get caught up. Maybe it's not the day to day grind, but maybe it's all the things that we want to do or the the good things that we're mm. doing. Say the church it has all these awesome programs and stuff that's going on, and you are one of those people who are just a go getter, and you get out there and you're doing all the things. You're doing all these good things, but maybe you're neglecting. The true thing, the yeah. one thing that God has called you to do. So, what do, what kind of advice can you give those people that are just busy doing a bunch of good things? And I feel like one 
part of that is those are the people that I hear get burnt out yeah. <laughs> the quickest. You know, yeah. they're they're super busy doing a bunch of good things, but they're not doing the one thing mm-hmm. that God really wants them to be focused on and doing. Yeah. Uh, I think a good probably illustration to that is in the book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah is this uh he's this awesome leader that has this vision of rebuilding the wall and he's he's gathered a group of people together. They're they're joining in this task to rebuild the wall and he gets this letter uh saying, Hey, come down, come and come and come and meet with us and you know, it's it's a letter from important people or that 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 basically want to stop the work. And um, he, he just, he tells them, no, I can't. Right. <laughs> he, he knows when to say no. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think sometimes yeah. even, especially with us as Christians too, we kind of feel like we, we have to say yes to everything. Yeah. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. the truth is every yes is a no, and every no is a yes. So every time you're saying yes to this, that means you're saying no to something else. Right. And... Um, we could find ourselves getting burned out because we're saying yes to a lot of good things. Uh, and we end up saying no to the best things. Right. Yeah. I can, I definitely can rate, relate to that. I am definitely a yes man. You can, yeah. you, do, you can, uh, <laughs> yeah, you can, uh, yeah, I could do that. Yeah. You can, uh, you can ask my wife or my family or in my closest friends, you know, they know that uh, I am not one who uh, likes to say no. Cause it, there's creates a little bit of tension there. There's yeah. a little bit yeah. of, you know, you know the the thoughts go in my head of like okay you know it is a good thing you know it, there are good things that I might be saying yep. no to and um, I guess I have a soft heart and I want to do yeah. good things you yeah. know but the truth is like for example um, in my life I think about writing music that is the one thing I need to do yeah. that I should be doing the one good thing that I feel like yes I should do this I need to develop this I want to do it. But it's the one thing <laughs> that I say no yeah. to the most. The most, yeah. You say no <laughs> you know? to it on a daily basis. But I'm doing <laughs> a lot of, yeah, on a daily basis, I say no to that, and it's uh, there's a few aspects to why. But yeah, yeah. you know, you know, but I am saying yes to other good things. Yeah. Um, but like you said, every yes is a no. So I'm actually saying I'm saying yes to one thing. I'm saying no to something that I know that I should be focusing more on. I, I think a lot of people can relate to that. Um, and I think that's just part of our human nature. You know, yeah. some people have yeah. it really easy. Some people can say no, and it it just like <laughs> you know rolls off it their rolls, rolls off. out of their it's tongue, like... and it's like no, and it's so it's so like ah, you know. I'm like man, I yeah. I get a little jealous of those kind of people that just have the, you know, they are focused, they are yeah. focused, they they have their priorities straight, and they know they have a clear vision. Um, I feel like that's why those people have clear visions. What I think yeah. that they know where they're trying to go, they know where they are, and they know where they're trying to get to, and they know what the most important things are in their life. Yeah. So it makes it easy for them, I guess in my opinion, to be able to say the no confidently yeah. and not feel guilty. Yeah. I think what you just <laughs> said there was key of uh, is that you're not really saying no, but you are saying yes to something else. And that yes is you have a clear vision of yeah. what you're wanting to move forward in. Mm. And so it's not that you're saying no, you're saying yes to something else. Right. And uh, mm. I, I remember this really in the, the early years of starting the church and this one particular situation, um, you know, people would come and uh, just different things that they would ask for. And there was this one gentleman that uh, he wanted us to um, be a part of printing Bibles 
in uh, China. Mm. And I told him no. It's like, <laughs> what? You know, I was like, you're a church, right? right like, yeah. The word of God's, you know, most yeah. important thing, you know, it's the scriptures, and right. you don't want to print Bibles for somebody in China, and uh, it's just that feeling of like I'm a bad person right. because I just told this guy <laughs> no. Right. Um, but the truth is, I had to tell him no because we had already said yes to something else. Right. We had already said yes to uh, these other missionaries or, mm. or this other organization that we've already committed uh, these these resources to. So. Right. It's not that we're just saying no, it's that we're saying yes mm. uh, to the best things. Um, and that, that keeps us, uh, keeps the, the priority straight, keeps us on track. Otherwise, we will get burned out because there will always be a need. Right. There will always be, uh, you know, Jesus said, listen, the poor will always be among you. There, there's always going to be some, some kind of need in some situation that's, uh, uh, and the fact is, we, we, we're not everybody's savior. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. All right, well, Pastor, just to change gears a little bit, um, what would you say to the person who was at one point in their life, they had a calling on God, they, they had the clear vision, they knew what they wanted to do, they knew where God was taking them, and they were operating in that thing. And somewhere along the way of them moving forward in it, they've been hurt, either by the church or by a friend or family member, and because of this hurt, they had a, they're standing still now. They're not no longer moving forward with this thing. They built a wall, yeah, they're frozen. and now they're they you know they're they're um, yeah they're frozen exactly. They they built this wall and they're too afraid that, to let themselves be vulnerable again to uh, to move forward in what God um, would have them to do. Yeah, I would say um, you know failure isn't final unless you allow it to be. Mm, that's good. Failure isn't mm-hmm. final unless you allow it to be. Uh, can't remember where in the scriptures it says that, but you know, there's the righteous man and he falls seven times, uh, but he gets back up. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think that there's something in the getting back up. There's something in the uh, yeah. At one point in try- time, you, you've tried to really structure your priorities, but you've failed. You you've tried to read the the to read the Bible in one year. And you can't make it past Leviticus. <laughs> you have yep. you have failed for the last five years in a row. Guilty. And, and every January first, you make your list of New Year's resolutions, and you are going to do these. And by January third, right, you right. have, um, that's, you know, yeah, that's every person's story yeah. ever. <laughs> Yeah. But, but but then there's something in us that just says, well, well, since I failed, since I, I, I didn't stick with the diet, mm-hmm. I didn't uh, I didn't I didn't read my devotional this morning. I didn't uh, have the, the whole thing's gone. And then we just we just throw the whole right. thing out. And, and right. the truth is, no, the, the righteous person, he fails mm-hmm. over and over <laughs> and over again. Right. But the difference is he gets back up. Mm-hmm. He, she gets back up. We keep at it. Uh, our failure isn't final um, un- unless we let it. You know, I think the Apostle Paul was a great, uh, uh, just his, his entire life, a lesson of this. You know, here, here's a guy who at the beginning of his life was, he was the Hebrew of Hebrews. He was, he was the guy that um, he knew the law inside and out, even got to the point where he was persecuting 
other believers, persecuting right. Christians, and he's doing it for the sake of Christ. You know, he's doing this, <laughs> right. you yeah. know, thinking um, he's doing the right thing, and then God gets a hold of him, mm-hmm. and um, and then you have man, you look at his life. It's like wow, he he pens a good portion of the New Testament, and there's these words in Philippians three that um, he writes and he says, "Listen, forgetting those things which are behind, looking." Uh, and reaching and pressing towards those things which are ahead, I press into the the high call of that of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And so he had to let go of the past. He had to let go of of not just his success of what he knew as man. Everyone knew him as the Apostle Paul and the smart guy. But yeah. he also had to let go of his failures. Of man, he was right. he was persecuting um, Christians and uh, right. just huge failures. Um, so what, what I've I've taken from that verse sometimes is it's letting go of not only our failures but letting go of our success too, mm-hmm. uh, pressing on with God, and, and for do that to to really reach towards something that means you've got to you've got to let go of what's behind you. You've got to let go of those failures. You've got to let go of 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 all of those things where you, you tried to to step out and right. And if you mess up, just 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 keep going. Um, Keep keep that vision in front of you. Keep it plain, because uh, here's the thing: if if you don't have a vision uh, of where you you want to go and where you want to see uh, life heading, mm-hmm. someone else is going to paint that picture for you, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, it's going to be their vision for your life. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and and I, I read this this one scripture not too long ago where. I think Jesus. I think it's in, in, in John six where Jesus had just done some some miracles, and it said that the people uh, grabbed hold of him and they were trying to forcibly make him king, and uh, <laughs> and it says and then Jesus just slipped out to be alone with the Father, and the thing about that is the people had it in their mind of what Jesus should look like, mm-hmm. and in their mind, you've got to be king, right? You, you've got right. to. You've got to come, and you've got to rule, and this is what a kingdom is going to look like, and this is what the king should look like. And Jesus was like, no, that is not the vision. And the vision that he had was that scripture that you read uh, right there. And yeah. what was it, Luke 4? What was it Luke that he 4, said? Luke said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, He, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. And that was it. And he did that. And he kept that in front of him. And so when something tried to come in front of him that was opposed to that, he was like, nope. And he just left. He just <laughs> right. walked away. And right. he went and got along with the Father. And uh, see, we as people, I think, we wanted to make Jesus into our form. Right. And Jesus came. He was like, no. You're going to be made into my form. Yeah, yeah. you're going to be made in my image and my right. likeness. And uh, we're so guilty of that. We're trying to make him into our image and our likeness. And yeah. God's like, no, no, no. You're you're made in my image and my likeness. And, right. and somebody's going to change here. And guess what? It's it's not me. It's you. It's you. <laughs> That's um, good. That's good. Um, the only other thing that I, I thought about whenever you mentioned that scripture about um, leaving the past behind and pressing forward, um, the word that really stuck out to me was press, Yeah, the pressing part. Mm. Um, 
Because it's not, you know, it, one thing, this whole process we're talking about is not an easy, it's not, it's not an easy thing to let go of something, especially a hurt or something that's happened in your life yeah. that you've, you know, you've built a wall to, Hey, I'm not going to allow myself to go. There. It's, it's one thing, it's a hard thing to do to let that thing go. Yeah. But it's even after you've let it go, you still have to press. Yeah. You still have to try work. to chase you down. Yeah. <laughs> you might have let it go, but it will chase you down. Right. And try and grab a hold of you. Right. right. So I, I just thought about that. I just pictured, you know, you're kind of just pressing something. You're moving, you're pushing yeah. something forward to move out of where yeah. you were before, yeah. you know, and I, I just thought it just kind of came to me like, you know, it's not, not the easy thing to do, yeah. you know, yeah. but it's the only way the forward. Only way. So, yeah. Good. Yeah, it's 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 the daily. It's the it's the uh, as Eugene would Eugene Peterson would put it. It's the long obedience in the same direction. Mm. It's the it's the daily grind. It's the it's the not just experiencing the mountaintops, but it's the worship in the valley, right. in the drudgery of the normal, mm. in in the it's the the glory of the the Q seven report. That's due. Right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's it's the everyday of like, <clears throat> all right, I'm I, I'm I'm making the choice this day to to set this time aside and these priorities, and I'm pressing mm-hmm. in to it. That's good. That's good. Well, Pastor Lucas, thank you for this time. I think it's been an awesome uh, episode. Keeping the main thing, the main thing, and we'll see you back again next month.